Wow. Wouldn't you hate to have to follow that? What a powerful, powerful message. Sister Terry, I should have just let you have the whole service. You did such an incredible job. Very quickly, if you would stand with me. I know that my time is limited, but I feel the Lord has given me something to share with all of you, not just our teachers, but something that will help all of us today. Our children can be dismissed, slipping out very quietly. Our teachers will meet them in the back and take them to their classrooms. Those of you that have your Bibles, turn to the book of John, chapter 1, verse 42. If you don't have one, look up on the wall and they'll have it there. John chapter 1 and verse number 42. It simply reads like this. And he brought him to Jesus. And when Jesus beheld him, he said, Thou art Simon the son of Jonah, but thou shalt be called Cephas, which is by interpretation a stone. The Living Bible translates that verse this way. And he brought Peter to meet Jesus. And Jesus looked intently at Peter for a moment and then said, You are Simon, John's son, but you shall be called Peter the Rock. And everybody said amen. For a few moments today, I want to talk to you about the education of Simon. Amen. Everybody said amen. You may be seated. Teacher, the word alone conveys such a powerful and high respect because of the great responsibility that they carry. And today we want to pay special tribute to all of our teachers and instructors, those present and past. Certainly education is a very important key to success in life. And like most, I believe we would all agree that the older we get, the wiser our teachers have become. Uh, I loved a quote that I read this week about teachers. It said, a good teacher is like a candle It consumes itself to light the way for others. And so it is for every good teacher. We highlight their contributions to our lives and to our families and to our communities. And I think all of us at some point could recall a favorite teacher or someone who influenced their life in a dramatic way. And I thought about that all week, and I had, I did go all through high school. I did graduate, but I couldn't remember all their names, but I had to go all the way back to kindergarten. No, it wasn't kindergarten. It was second grade. My teacher's name was Mrs. Fire. And I guess the reason that name is so indelibly imprinted on my mind is because her name fit her well. Because it was her habit to set on fire my backside for not doing what I was called to do in classroom. But whether that's what you remember or not, I remember a coach in high school who was a great encourager of me when I was going through many struggles in my own calling. 
and where God was taking me in my young life and all the pulls that come to a person. I remember a great coach who was also my teacher in a couple of our classes, and he took special interest in me and encouraged me, and I would like to thank a man by the name of Dub Largen who made such an impact upon my life. I believe we have failed our children when all that we do is classify them or transport them or change textbooks or change laws or change rules and we fail to understand the most effective ingredient of all is a good teacher. And I believe today that it is important in our culture that we put our focus on that because that is going to make a great impact on the future of our nation. Sister Terry, you are right. A great teacher is one who understands that the heart of a child is just as important as the mind. And if you cannot touch the heart, most likely you will never reach the mind. And what affected us the most in school was not the things that challenged us mentally, but the things that encouraged us emotionally and spiritually. Someone said that the true art of teaching is the art of assisting discovery, that you are bringing someone into a world of opportunity, and education is the opening of a world of information that will help enable that person to become a better man or a better woman. It is assisting others to find that better person in all of them. The great teachers of all time have always inspired in some way. They've motivated, they've encouraged, they've roused, and they have moved their students to uh, reach for better things. And their impact is an invaluable part of our life. Maya Angelou's name has already been mentioned, but I love her eloquence in, in speaking of teachers when she said this. This is the value of the teacher who looks at the face and says, there's something behind that face. And I want to reach that person. I want to influence that person. I want to encourage that person I want to enrich, I want to call out that person who is behind that face, behind that color, behind that language, behind that tradition, behind that culture. I believe you can do it because I know what was done for me. That is the value and the power of a teacher that They do, in truth, call out something within all of us that makes us reach higher. There is a transformative power of a good teacher, and that influence is without value. And we have already heard it, but the great teacher of all times was the Lord himself. It was Nicodemus who recognized him as a leader of the synagogue and a leader in his community when he came to Jesus he said of him we know that thou art a teacher come from God 
And from Bethlehem to Bethsaida, from Jerusalem to the Jordan River, and from Judea into Galilee, Jesus went everywhere teaching and reaching. He gathered around him men from all walks of life, and there are many that we could choose to speak of this morning, but none stand out in my mind more than Simon Peter. If there was a if there was a student, if we could call him that, that would challenge everything in a teacher and would challenge every ability of a teacher to bring out the best of that person, it would have had to have been Simon Peter. He was rough and crude and rude and unlearned, and he had all of the characteristics of a person that as a teacher you would probably shy away from and you would want to avoid because they're going to bring your numbers down. Your test scores aren't going to be as great with this kind of personality. And yet that is the one that Jesus went to. And John said when he looked into his face, when he looked intently at him, he saw something hidden behind all of that crudeness and that roughness and that meanness and that foul language and all of the other personality quirks. He saw something behind that facade that was worth reaching for. And so he began a, a the eternal quest to try to pull out of that man what was in him. And so it was. Jesus, the great teacher, began his work on this student and everything that he had was going to be needed before the day was over. Jesus looked into his face and he saw a better man and he set about doing what he could to bring out that better man. And let me remind you this morning that it was not an overnight success. It didn't happen in a moment. Nothing is ever in a moment. Everything takes time. That's why you can never judge life by a day or a week or even a school year. You can't judge life by some incident or some moment in time. You cannot let your life get locked into some moment that happened years ago. Something that hurt you or something that you, you can't allow life to lock you into something. Somehow you've got to understand there's a bigger picture than what you're seeing here. And God was trying to help Simon see the big picture. Not just of where he was at that moment, but where he could go and what God could make of him. And so the journey began. And it was quite a journey. As a matter of fact, I am sure that there were times that Jesus had to shake his head and thought... I know he had to because I know there was at least one time when the Lord rebuked him and called him a devil after he called him because his personality and his temperament and all of the things that were going on inside that man were working in conflict with what God was trying to bring out of him. And yet the Lord never stopped. He didn't quit even when it would have been easy to have written him off and, and just put it aside as, as just a lost cause, he stayed with him. And then you see the transformation 
You see, it takes time to measure the true worth of a teacher. It takes time to see the true worth. Because in time, this loudmouth, cursing, uncontrollable, ill-tempered man would be transformed into the spokesman that would open up the church aid, that would preach a message on the day of Pentecost that would usher in what we now know as the church age. And, and from that moment until now, our lives have been impacted by the message that that man delivered on that day. But all of it began when Jesus saw him, when he looked into his face and he said, Simon, I know that's who you are right now. But there's another man that I'm going to bring out. of I'm going to bring to the surface another man that's going to change and be different. And so he worked on him. If you realize what the great teacher would encounter in his life of ministry, but he never gave up. And that's also a trait of a great teacher is they never give up. Amen. They never give up. They never give up. Don't ever give up on a student. Amen. You may have a Bill Gates in your room. You may not know it right now, but you may have the next leader of our country in, uh, under that influence. And sometimes we look at a child and we look at their temperament and we look at their background and we write them off. But all of those things were things that Jesus encountered in dealing with this man called Simon, the first thing that he ran into was his own personality. And let me tell you something about Jesus. Jesus gets personality. And if there was a man who had a personality that would rub you the wrong way and send you over the edge, it had to be Simon Peter. He said the wrong thing at the wrong time, at the wrong time occasion it it didn't matter he was the man who blundered into everything in life and yet the lord saw something in him that was worth redeeming and working on and cultivating maybe i'm talking to somebody here this morning that the reason you're not living for god is because of your quirky personality but you hear me god understands your personality And God knows how to work that personality in and use it for His glory. Amen. It's almost as if He said to Simon, I know you, Simon. I really know who you are. But that doesn't scare me away. That doesn't cause me to run. You see, personality often can become our worst enemy. He was noted for his qualities and his defects. Quick-tempered, emotional, impulsive, loud, unpredictable, undependable, unstable. And yet when the Lord looked into his face, he saw his spokesman. He saw the preacher he needed for that special occasion in the future. And so he began working. You see, none of us can let personality be the reason that we give up because God knows how to work with our personalities We all have peculiarities and we all have our uniquenesses, but our personality is not an excuse. One's personality may be its greatest ally or its greatest enemy, but I know a great teacher. (laughs) I know a great teacher that knows how to work 
on that personality until he brings it to that place where it needs to be. Amen. Everybody said amen. The second thing that Jesus had to deal with was his heredity, his family background. The Bible said he was a son of Jonas. He was his father's son. And you can never discount the power of the family influence. And there are sometimes children are put to the wayside and they are written off because they don't have the best family environment. He sees though in this man and in his humanity a man who has a history But his history was not going to determine his future and his destiny. But God's story, his story, that's what real history is. It's his story about my life. It's not what my family genes are saying about me. It's not whether or not I came from a broken home or an addicted home or an alcoholic family or all of the other dysfunction that are rampant in our culture. The fact is it doesn't matter what your family background is. It doesn't matter what you came out of. God wants to make you one of his family and he wants to call you one of his children. Amen. Amen. And so he works with the fragments of a home that clung to Simon Peter. And there were a lot of times when those fragments showed up just as they do in our life. But the great teacher just kept on teaching. Amen. He kept on teaching. You see, a good teacher will help you use it and overcome it, not allow you to use it as an excuse. The good news is that no matter what your family background, there's a great teacher that can help bring you through and beyond whatever family issues might be affecting your life. Amen. And third, in the closing, he had to deal with the environment that he grew up in, Bethsaida. Everybody say Bethsaida. I had to learn how to say it. You need to learn too. Bethsaida. Culture has a lot to do with people. The environment that they grow up in, the influences of where we lived as children and where these children of our day live. Some have uh, grown up in families that nurture and some grow up in families that know nothing of nurturing. Some grow up with hard circumstances and poverty but you don't, you, you, don't, you don't make life because you have money. You make life because you have a desire to make life work. Lack of encouragement could be part of somebody's story, but that doesn't mean that they're not encouraged because there was a great teacher that stood beside Simon and said, I'm not going to let your environment t- destroy you. I'm not going to let your environment nullify what I'm trying to do in your life. You may have come from a background that has everything written against you, but I'm here to tell you that I am for you. And if I am for you, it doesn't matter whatever else is against you. Amen. He grew up by the sea and he brings with him this culture, this environment. He brought the hardness of life 
of that locale from which he came. And yet the Lord was able to work through all of that. The simple story of Peter's life is this. That it doesn't matter if it's your personality or your family or the environment that you grew up in. None of those things can stop the great teacher from bringing out in you a better man. None. Nothing. Nothing can do. So here's a man that has all of these things against him, and yet Jesus prophesies good things over him. And here is a man who has every reason to have no hope, and yet Jesus speaks words of hope into his life. How could it be? When you have personality against you and you've got heredity and you've got environment against you, what had he going for him? One thing, the influence of a great teacher. Amen. The influence of a great teacher. The one who came alongside him and said, you know what? We can do this, Peter. We, we, we can get through this. We can overcome this. Even when there were times when Peter fell so flat on his face that nobody wanted to be associated with him, the Lord found a way to come back and nurture him back to his feet and tell him, and when you're converted, oh, you're going to be sifted, Simon. Your, your life is about to turn upside down. You're going to go through some things that's going to tear you from stem to stern. But when you get through and all of this sifting is over and when you are converted, strengthen the brethren. Thank God for a great teacher. Thank God for the influence of a good teacher. Someone who won't give up on us. What turned the scales for Simon Peter was a teacher who saw what he could be and worked to let that man appear. And I close with the words of Dan Rather, who was for many years the newsman for one of the major news networks in America. This is what he said. He said, The whole process of education begins with someone who believes in you, someone who tugs and pushes and leads you to the next plateau, sometimes poking you with a sharp stick called truth. And so it is with the greatest teacher of all. He comes alongside each of us and he pokes us and says, you know what, you can do better than that. You, you can be better than that. I, don't let that personality become your downfall. Don't let your family baggage, don't let that become what tears you apart. There's something better in you. Don't let your environment, the fact you grew up in Wichita Falls. Or as Sister Nelda says, Wichita Falls. You know, there's a few times in my life I wish I could go to a couple of teachers and say, I wish you could see me now. (laughs) Only one or two that I could think of. Thank God there was somebody, somebody who came alongside and they put an arm around you. When you didn't feel like you could do it, they said you could and you did. Amen. You know what? You could fail high school and still be a success in life. Amen. 
you, you could, you could ju- just barely scrape by by the skin of your teeth. It would be amazing if we knew how many men and women in our world have risen to such un- unbelievable success. If you went back to their beginning, their personality or their family or their environment was working against them, and yet because of a good teacher, amen, Listen to me, teachers. In your bag, in your bag that we gave you today is a little keychain. In that keychain is a prayer cloth that we prayed over several weeks ago. And we're going to take time to pray over you again. But we want you to know that you're covered in prayer, that every day you go to work, that there are people who are calling out for God's mercy so that you will endure and persevere. And when you're dealing with that quirky personality or you're ready to pull that kid's hair out or snatch his ears off, you will calm down and remember what Jesus had to work through to bring out the preacher in Simon. Amen. And know that this church is praying for you and we believe what you're doing. Amen. Would you stand together right now? Amen.